The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You know, so I thank God for helping me get that finish and helping me stay healthy. Matt, the law, Lindland. He's out. It is all over. Yeah. Edwards finishes the fight. I was like, I can't let this guy recover. You know, the guy has a good chin, so I had to take him out. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. I should have made more out of it. We're starting. This is it. Uh, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt and I today are going to be joined by, uh, what is that? I don't know. I'm in behind my sock drawer and I found my little. Oh, is that what you stuffed the front of your pants with? The green. <laughs> you know what I do with this? Sometimes I put it on my picture. Picture if this, like, so it's like a superhero. And then when I when I have relations, I put it on my thing and it, and it comes to action. It's like. I, I Something tells anyway. me that either way, <laughs> there's a lot of loose sock hanging. Um, <laughs> We have <laughs> the saddest uh, hero ever. Matt Matt uh, Matt Lindland is coming, and uh, Eve Edwards. That what wasn't Matt Lindland scheduled, and we had a mix up one day. Oh yeah, this whole show this whole show was scheduled for two thousand and two. It was. Then, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, Jimmy? Jimmy? Yes, sir. I'm happy. Listen, we're calling this the retro episode. Mm-hmm. Shit, man, Eve Edwards, Eve Edwards, not mm-hmm. Eve, the SS. Right. Eve Edwards, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I've been calling him Eve forever, and the guy never right. corrected me. So anyway, Eve, I fought Eve. I'm gonna say, I fought him, dude. This is sad. No one's really sad. What? I, I fought Eve 20 years ago. Okay. That kind of makes me sound when you fought somebody. Oh man, I fought that guy like eight years ago, six years ago. But when you say you fought somebody 20 years right, ago, right, right. This guy's in the octagon at 21. So when they say they grew up watching me and I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, it makes you feel a little, you know. 2001, you guys fought, yeah. Look who's ready to come in the room. Right wow. Now. <laughs> Let's get he him. is ready. Eve Edwards, the legend. Yep. Let's get him. Let's get him on here. I can't wait to catch up with my old friend. I'm sorry. I noticed that Eve looks a little different. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Different. My friend. (laughs) Hey. What's up, man? You look, first of all, you look good. You look good. And I'm jealous. I'm super jealous. Rogaine. Uh, What's going on with your hair? I love it. I've been doing the Rogaine thing. No, what? Now that's listen. You always now it's like we're going opposite. Not, not that I ever had like hair like that, but I used to have a nice. I was rocking a nice buzz cut for yeah. a long time until I finally fucking did what I never did in my UFC career, and I tapped out. I, you were always a bald man. Let me let me tell you something. When I fought you twenty years ago, my friend, not to make you feel old, if you had that same haircut. I would have took your back in the beginning. I went for a back take, and the same one I used on on Gomi, and Gomi had similar to hair than you had right here. I tried the same thing on you. I go, oh, look at this money back take. It's one Jimmy. He's on all fours, and I I got a tight seatbelt on him, and my head, my shoulders behind his head. I throw my legs, and his he follows. I used this before on several guys. I tried it on uh, Eve. I my shoulder slipped right off his bald head. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm getting dropped with an uppercut. And let me, I mean, so anyway, I wish you had that haircut 20 years ago, buddy. You gotta use what you got, man. <laughs> you know, you realize it's been 20 years since we fought. When you said that, um, it just blew my mind. I, I was thinking about it, I was like, oh yeah, like it's it's like now, it's like 20 years this month. Yeah, I mean, we're you know, we're On Dean's birthday. Where we what is it? <laughs> Dean's birthday. Oh, wait, Dean, Dean Thomas's birthday? Yeah, that's when we fought. When's his birthday? September 28th. Do you celebrate Dean's birthday? We like to celebrate Dean's birthday on the show. Do you celebrate it every year? I celebrate every year because he's two days older than me. And um, I just, I just, every year, I just let him know how old he is. And he's yeah. going to always be older than me. It, you know, it's so funny, man. There was a handful of us back then at that 155 uh, division. You know, it yep. was us uh, at one time. Jimmy, uh, Eve, Dana called Eve the uncrowned lightweight champion of the UFC. Am I correct with that? Yeah, it was it's a while ago. <laughs> you went on a tear. You went on a tear, buddy. Bro, I, I could tell you when when I was inspired to go on that tear. Oh, tell you tell you. You had a part of that, man. I um. Remember the tournament? The tournament with you, Uno, Dean, and BJ? Yes. That night, I'm sitting there in front of the TV, and I was so upset. I was like, man, I could beat these guys. 
I, I just fought you and Sarah, and I was like, I could beat these guys. I know that. I belong here now. I know that now. I could beat these guys. And then that night you guys fought, and I was like, You fought me and who? Wait, who'd you fight? Me I fought and you and Uno. Uno, you fought Uno also. Those my first two UFC fights. Yeah. And I had just fought um, Rich Clemente when you fought Dean. We fought that same night also. Yeah. And um, after, when that tournament happened, that was the next, the next event. And I was like, I could, I could fight these guys, man. I could beat these guys. And um, I was watching the fights that night, and I was like, but not tonight. Tonight, if I fought those guys, I wouldn't win. So I got in the gym the next day, and I was just, I was just gung ho for the rest of, for the rest of the time that I was in the UFC. And um, I put on, I went nine straight, and a bunch of fights outside the UFC. And um, and that's when I, that run led me to to that that same comment that Dana made, you know, about being a lightweight champ, uncrowned lightweight champ. When you when you decided to retire, was it one of those things where you knew you had to, or was it kind of reluctant? It was. I was. It was a lot of reluctance, man. I um, I wasn't performing like I like like I know I could, you know. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if it was age. I don't know if it was just like the drive wasn't quite the same in the room all the time, but um, I, I still love it. And I still, I hated to give it up. I still love getting in fights. I try to get in fights now, but I'm too old to do that. And I have to <laughs> get a belt. What have you been up to lately, buddy? Are you, are you, are you doing the, uh, the acting thing or anything or no? I am. I'm doing some acting. Um, I want to do more of it. It's a whole lot of fun. I did a Dean and I did a short that's not released yet. So that's going to be fun. Oh, could you give us a little insight on what that's about? I, I don't know how much information they want out, out there. I don't Dean know. is very secretive. Yeah. I don't know how, like, I, I like, I like that play, man, because like you, you're now interested, but you have no idea what's going on. What I will tell you is we play brothers and that's it. I can't tell you anything else. Now you play like blood, brothers. like blood brothers. Like we you, are. We're, well, Jimmy could think that's a play on words. And I go, Jimmy, <laughs> obviously they mean blood brothers. Sure. I assumed. Just brothers. We're, we're real brothers, Jimmy. We're brothers. We're brothers, man. I but, um, but um, no. So that we filmed that last year during the pandemic and um i'm really excited about that i will give you another i guess i can give you one other thing um rashad is in it rashad plays a small role in it also so um you get you get some high level ufc guys doing some acting now now did dean give him the role or did dean make him audition <laughs> that's a good question man <laughs> i um i think dean probably made him audition and also also prepped him a little bit, gave him a little bit of pointers and, and some rehearsal time. So, so that was good. And then right around that time too, I um I did a film with Halle Berry. So she she did a movie about mixed martial arts, and that's going to be released on Netflix um, in November. And um, I got to play myself in that movie. That that's a, the easiest role of all. Can't fuck up that. They can't say, well, he wouldn't say that. You'll be like, well, it's me, right? <laughs> You're absolutely right, man. So I just did my thing. Um, like, you just pay me to be me. That was easy to do. So I had a good time doing it, too. Where did you shoot your stuff? And did you get to shoot with her? I We shot our stuff in, in New Jersey, in Atlantic City. I can't remember the venue, but um, 
I didn't, my scenes were not directly with her, right. but I did get to work with her quite a bit. Uh, she worked, she's worked, done some work with this, this stunt team called 87, 8711 out of Los Angeles. And I have a, a few good friends on that team. And um, one of them brought me in because she wanted to get somebody that was a commentator to play a commentator. So um, she wanted to meet some of the guys. And, and when I met her, man, I got to train with her a little bit. And, and it's crazy. It's crazy to know that Halle Berry, I like, I'm like, I'm 40 something years old at the time. And Halle Berry, I'm like, I, I've been, I've been like, everybody's been like, had a crush with Halle Berry for like the last 30 years. Right. So um, I'm thinking to myself and I'm watching her workout and I'm like, there's no way this lady is, this lady is what in her 50s? She's 55. Uh, wow. I would never believe that. Beautiful. And like, she doesn't look like she's 50, even when she's working out. And man, her attitude is, is I get, I promise you, her attitude is just as beautiful as she is, bro. Oh, no, even with you, bro, you, big, I, you little, you big, little, you little, you little smoothie. Look at you. Hey, hey, no. are, you a, are you a married guy or no? I am. I am. I got right. married, man. I have a little, I have a, I have a little one again. I have a, I have a little one. Listen, yeah. never too old to be a father, says Eve Edwards. Oh, man, no. <laughs> How, tell me about your little one. Oh, man, she's the best. I'm about to text you a picture of her. You better man, stay bro. in shape, man. You got a little kid. You have a little girl. Oh, she keeps me in shape. She keeps me in shape. She's She just started walking a few months ago. She's 15 months old now, so she just started walking about five months ago. She's running now. She's uh, She's the most fun thing in the world. She's a daddy's girl, bro. She loves me. I, that's so great, man. I got I got three little girls. Uh, and I don't want my wife to hear this because she'll want another one. She'll hear, oh, your buddy Eve is having another. I don't want her to hear this because I don't, I'm done. You I sure? got out of that Because I, I want to have one more. Yeah. So, man. How many do you have? Is she first? No. So I have I have two older. One's 27 and one's 18. You have a 27-year-old? Yeah, I have a granddaughter, man. Wait, wait, hold on. But you're a grandpa. I'm a grandpa. Eve, I was I'm just saying, I see his grandpa alive, Matt, Sarah. Yeah, I ain't gonna argue with that. <laughs> I'm not, especially with your new hair. You know? <laughs> but I'm just shocked that uh, it's been that, dude, we knew each other. We fought when we were kids. Yeah. Our fight was the first time I ever had any kind of shit talk before a fight, especially in New York City. Because I had Shoney Carter, who I didn't really know, was wasn't any shit talk there. And then you, troublemaker, when we had, we were, he goes, oh, I'm not going to, everybody's saying how good he is as a grappler. I remember this from 20 years ago, Jimmy. I remember reading this. <laughs> he goes, all I know is he, I'm not going to get taken out by somebody who got taken out with a spinning kung fu <laughs> chop or some That's, he, that's I, right. He's like, right. I, I got stopped with a bit. Spinning back this back then, now it happens almost every other car. Somebody can get taken. It's not sure. like, well, but back then it was, holy shit, he got caught with some karate shit. Nobody really gave it a lot of respect. Because I, I think that's probably the first time in UFC history somebody's been stopped with it. And that was me. So I'll tell you, Eve. So Eve, you, oh, he jumped right on that. But I'll tell you, I was a little stressed because I knew he how tough he was. They called him the dentist for what he did the Aaron Riley's jaw and face and hook and shoot with his tie clinch. But uh so I was a little stressed. I'm like, I didn't lose this one. I'm 
I'll probably be out of the UFC. And he, this guy's a better striker than Shoney. But then once, Jimmy, once I saw Eve talking shit, it brought me right back. You're like, motivated. Oh, go <laughs> now. Oh, it's a fight. Fuck this guy. Wait, so so my my I motivated you by by, yes. by talking shit. God damn it. A hundred percent. Because then I brought up a fight when you fought a grappler, Ramuno Sato. I don't want to bring that. Hey, listen, why am I bringing it up? Lost. No, no, go ahead. Tell, 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 tell the story. Because I'm gonna go, I'm going back to give him compliments after this. But and I remember he got your back, and that guy was a stud grappler from Japan. Man. It's a shame that people don't know his name around here, Eve Edwards. It's a yeah, shame. Man. So hey. he ended up getting your back and strangling you. So when you came at me with that, I was coming back with, hey man, easy to say with. You just got the snot choked out of here from fucking this little Japanese guy. So we were, it was on, Jimmy. Yeah. It was on with me and fucking Eve Edwards. Yeah, we 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 like, I didn't like Matt Sarah back then. I was like, what's, what's the rating on your show, Matt? What's the rating? The rating on this show? Yeah. I, it must be high. Why? I'm talking about PG, R. Oh, you could say, yeah. It's X. Yeah, because I was like, fuck Matt Sarah, man. Fuck that guy. Fuck that little, like, Guido. I was, I was, I was so like, fuck that guy. And then. Yep, I know the feeling. I I had to get, I had to give him his props, (laughs) though. I had to give him his props, man. He was, he was the first black belt from Henzo, first American black belt from Henzo. Come on. And I'm like, always, before I fought Matt Sarah, man, I was always like, Henzo is the guy. Henzo is the Gracie that. I have the most respect for. I have respect for all the Gracies, but Henzo, Henzo is the realest of them all. Henzo was like, "You want me to fight? I will." F-. He doesn't. He doesn't ask for any special rules. He doesn't. It doesn't have to be. Any, we can fight in the gi. We can fight in our underwear. We can fight wherever. We can fight on the train. I don't give a fuck. So that's like I had all the respect in the world for him, and this guy was a black belt from Henzo. So it was like, yeah, fuck that Guido, but he's a Henzo black belt. So I, I had to I had to balance that. Yeah, and um, I dropped Matt with like no no bullshit, Jim. In the fight, I dropped Matt with an uppercut, <laughs> and um, and I I was about to mount. I literally I mounted him for a split second, and instead of hitting him, my my brain goes, he's a Henzo black belt, and I was like, get away from him, get away from him. I stand up. And and that probably cost me that fight, but <laughs> uh hey, Eve. Yeah, I don't want to make you kick yourself in the butt because I know you kick hard, but it absolutely costed you the fight. <laughs> Thank you for not following me up. I got the W. I regained my se- dude. First of all, I deserve to be dropped. You were Southpaw, and I tried to close the distance like. I don't know what I, it was. A <laughs> it was. It was. I deserved to have that uppercut, but I'll tell you right now, it fucking dropped me. And you jumped up. It wasn't a full mount, but it. You were on top. If you would have followed up, yeah, it would have been. I'm telling you right now. I don't want to say I would have been finished, but it was not looking good. But but thank goodness you were. Wait, what round good. was that 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 happened? First round, motherfucker. Oh yeah. So listen. So he jumped off me. I get up. So you know what I did when I was tired, which is what you really should do. I threw a fucking high kick with all my strength, like an asshole. I didn't do it. I was amateurish at standing up. It was it my my I clocked in many hours be, between that and fighting St. Pierre for the title. And I'm happy I didn't try to stand up with Eve. I am happy with that. Especially at that time. I'm not. I am not happy. I am that. happy. So listen, between thank God that was the end of the round. So I stayed a little bit away. Between the first and second round, dude, I was I remember asking you after the fight. Dude, were you tired? You're like, nah, I was all right. I'm like, oh man, I was fucking. 
and I think when I got hit, it, it hit me worse. But it, sometime in the second round, I went for a shot. I missed. I got up. And I was, I, I got, I came back. I'm like, okay, this is like sparring again. I just got to get to him. And, but holy fuck, dude, I had to, it took me, thank, there's so many, you know what I, you know what I've been thinking about? Cause I just got back from, from Vegas. I did a thing called uh, the year of the fighter. They do that for, um, yeah. it's a thing on fight base. It's really awesome. Um, they did it for Masvidal, Joanna Jojacek. And um, it's about like, they do a year in your life. And they did like a year when I won the title. So it's like I'm looking at all this these fights. And I looked at my one with I'm talking about your fight now with uh when you dropped me. And I'm thinking of my fight with the second fight with Shoney Carter when he hit me a little bit with the, the back fist. I'm thinking of the Pete Spratt fight when his knee glanced me. If it was an inch over, my head would have been in the fucking first row. And I'm I'm feel so lucky. Uh, I don't know if you ever feel like this, Eve. If you I don't know if you concentrate on the losses or if you concentrate on the fights where you definitely could have lost and you won. But uh, just by fate, by like right what you just said right there, I probably would have been out of the UFC if you would have done that. So it's like, don't you feel, do you feel either lucky for where you are now or do you feel there's other fights like that one could have just the opposite, like shit, if this would have went this way or that way? You know, I, I don't feel like that fight. That fight was big for me because um, I learned a lesson, you know? I really learned, I learned a huge lesson in that fight. I, I fought Fabiano Iha before that, and I was just terrified of his jujitsu. You know, he was a black belt and blah, blah, blah. He got on bar, you know. Um, but fighting you, knowing your lineage and surviving some of those positions, especially with you on my back, I was like, I, that, that was one of those things that brought me to that place where I'm like, yeah, I belong here. It's crazy, though, because like, I, if I didn't fight you, I don't think I would have done as well as I did with Uno. I didn't win that one either. But those two fights, having those two back to back, bro, you have no idea how you have no idea how much that did for my confidence. You know, I was just looking for that knockdown. I was just looking for that knockdown. I, I don't know how far I went to the first round it was. As you guys are talking, I was actually looking for it. How far into the first was it? Do you remember? If he calls out the number end. right now, what is it? Towards if the he end, three oh six. I go, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching it every night like that cocksucker. <laughs> uh, it's the first <laughs> round. I'm going to say, look around the four-minute mark of the first round. Okay. I'm going to oh, say, man. it was at the end of the round. But holy, yeah. listen, it taught me a lesson also. Don't fucking, sh don't clinch shitty on a southpaw. <laughs> oh, boy. I deserve that. Now, you let me ask, oh, sorry. I, you, you said that you still kind of want to try to get into fights. Um... Did you, uh, you see Holyfield? Uh, it's crazy that I guess just uh, he's 58. Have you thought about fighting again? Is it one of those things where you're like, I think I held up well or I, it crosses my mind often because in the gym, like I'm still training with some of the best guys, you know? Um, and I'm still, it's crazy because it's not a real situation. You're in the gym, you're wearing 16 or you're wearing little gloves and you're not really cracking each other. But at the same time, there's sometimes you do get hit. And it's like, I can still take it. I can still hold my own. And this is one of the best guys in the world. I'm not necessarily trying to beat, say, a Dustin Poirier or, or Sadiq Youssef in the UFC, you know? But um, I could still, I feel like I still compete. I had a dream just two days ago. I had a dream that um, I was scheduled to fight Diego Sanchez. And I, I, was, I was supposed to be cutting weight. And um, I had to cut 20 pounds. But in my dream, I like just like ate this huge meal 
and like had dessert and everything else. But I was fighting Diego and I was like, well, he'll still take the fight, I guess. I don't know. How old are you now? I'll be 44, 45 at the end of the month. All right. Listen, hey, first of all, I want to know one thing. What? What? I'm missing this to both of you. What was Vitor celebrating? What the fuck, man? He's fighting a 60-year-old. He is, but... Um, no, no, hold on. Calm down. Don't know what you do after that? Hey, man, respect that he even gotten this. He's guy's 60. Guy's 58. We all seen him hitting pads the week before. You're a legend. Sorry I knocked you down. I know you're 60 and you're... Get the... Are you really? The guy's, the guy's doing fucking cartwheels like he won the Olympics. <laughs> Vitor, easy, bro. That, to me, though... That is a sign of respect in a way where even though he's 58, it's still Evander Holyfield who has, uh, who still punches probably like a truck. And I still think he's, if he was almost not thrilled to beat him, that's almost a sign of, yeah, you're old. I expected to beat you. Uh, He knew Evander stepped in on six days notice um, because Oscar De La Hoya stepped out. But I felt bad for Holyfield. Just, you know, I like him a lot and to see him go down like that. But I didn't mind Vitor celebrating just because he's not a traditional boxer. That's not his, his world. And, and to beat one of the greatest heavyweights ever. I mean, regardless of how you do it, it's probably still as good. Doesn't matter if he's 70, right? I, I agree with you though, Jim. I do agree with you, man. It's um, like, he's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah. A legend. He's also 58. And Vitor is 44 though. V- and Vitor is not like a, a traditional boxer. It's not like Vitor is 26. I mean, he is 44. He's right. not a traditional boxer. If you look at all his fights, he's been putting people to sleep with just his fists. Yes. Or, for the last fucking 30 years. But you know what I'm saying? It's like MMA guys seem to have a hard time against in boxing sometimes because there's so many weapons you guys can't use. You're so used to having the boxing be a part of it. And when, when you can't use that stuff, I, I think it's unfair. Depends on the boxer yeah. I mean, or the fighter. I should say the MMA fighter. Ben Askren, I agree with you 100%. Vita Belfort, I absolutely don't agree because the guy's been, he's been a straight, he has beautiful, he has by, I think he could compete in boxing for as long, he just chose mixed martial arts. That's how good of a boxer he is. And when he was younger, especially. But listen, I mean, he at the end of the day, I know what you're saying. Hey, it's still a man to Holyfield. But guess what? Another four years, what, it'll be 62. Yeah. Somebody beats him up. Yeah, but that's still a man to Holyfield. Dude, the guy's 60. All right. So my yeah. that. And, and, hey, I'm not really shitting on First of all, who's the, I don't know who's who on that thing. Could you picture Dana White? drunk or something in the ring after going, hey, fuck it, 30 million. Guys, I don't know if you're running this fucking trailer thing, whatever you're doing, you're, emba- you're, you're so embarrassing. I don't give a fuck how much money you got. If some, you pay somebody to keep you away from the mic when you get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That was embarrassing. It, it, was, it was actually gross. It was uh, like, it makes you feel dirty. It makes you, it's like, you guys are just fucking, mad. I don't know. What do you think of Anderson and Tito? I mean, that was oh, just I like, like- I like yeah. that. <laughs> that I like. Everybody One, that. one yeah. they're the same exact. How about this? Give a man the only field a guy his age. How about that? Another 60-year-old. Sure. I mean, these guys are the same age. Tito. <laughs> How old are they? 46, 47? Dude, that fucking left hook. Talk about the skies in your thing. One, two, three. I'll stay here all day. Are you going to counter? Anyway, I'm just like, I'm like, yo, it's gonna, it's coming. Oh, the I, one Tito was throwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, if not, I, I knew it was coming. Not, maybe not then, but I'm like, he is going to fucking Forrest rip in his ass. No offense to Forrest, but he's going to fuck. I knew he was going to come back. 
Because not only is Tito not the fastest, I, I don't got a small head. That's no, that's I'm not telling, you know, you know, I'm not telling tales out of fucking school. I got a big head. Tito's head, <laughs> maybe twice as big as mine. Yeah, it's hard. He, it's hard he to has miss. a fucking melon. Yeah, his head's hard to miss, man. Hard to miss. How, now let me ask you guys in MMA, how like when you're boxing, even though it's. Like again, like Ali Vitor has great hands. There's a lot of guys that have really great hands. Uh, Junior has great hands. How much of the great hands is also attributed to the fact that there's so much other stuff that has to be considered? Like you always have to think the possibility of a leg kick or a takedown or a clinch uh, that doesn't get broken up by the ref or pressed up against the cage. How, how much of that goes into somebody having great hands that they can't use in boxing? I, I don't think it plays so much that way. I think it plays the other way. When when you get two guys in there and one guy has great hands, but the other guy has all the other attributes. He can kick. He um he has a good tie-up and throwing knees in the clinch. Uh, good takedowns. That takes away from your hands, I feel like, you know, because then you have to be a lot more sparing with how you put them out there because you need to be able to defend yourself. Um, in mixed martial arts, having great hands – it, it helps your game get better if you have the rest of those attributes. But if that's all you have and you don't want to get taken down, you know, you're going to have a problem. And I think that's what that's why Vito was able to let his hands go as well as, as often as he did, because he had that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt background. Um, his kicking wasn't the best, but his kicking wasn't ignorant. So um, I think Vito just had a real solid game, well-rounded, um, but his hands were his strength and he wasn't afraid to use them because if you take me down, like you're gonna have a hard time keeping me down, or you're gonna be threatened with an armbar. Like, like he threatened John Jones. Like he almost tapped John Jones, man. Like that's true. That's that's, that's kind of scary. And then John Jones tapped him in an Americana. Yeah, like that's just that's just, like John Jones, man. Like you can't you can't say nothing about that. That guy can do whatever. He's done whatever what he wants. Like through almost virtually all of his fights, except the first Gustafson and 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 then Dominic Reyes. But like he's. Like that guy, he's ridiculously good. Like there's just he should be undefeated. Like that that whole Mark Hamill thing, that that's just a fluke on the record. It, it's just horrible. It's that guy is amazing, man. Do you I always wondered if that helped him that law. In a weird way, like Habib was 29-0, but after a while of never losing, does it play in your head? Does does that get to guys after a while? And he had a loss. But everybody knew it wasn't a loss. It was almost like the best way you can get a loss because everybody knew John Jones still hadn't been beaten. I always wondered what that did to him mentally, if anything. I don't think so, man, because like he knows he didn't lose it. You know, he was dominating. He was in a right. dominant position. He he got called on, on a rule that like, I don't know, Matt, I think the 12 to 6 elbow rule is kind of garbage. You know, <laughs> dude, exactly. Yeah, I don't so. know if it's true, but I remember I heard Rogan say something like when they were making up that rule, they did it because. They were watching the. Maybe Rogan didn't say this. I don't want to quote him on it. Yeah. But when they were making up the rule thing, I think they were saying, "Well, they watched the karate guys do that on the fucking on the cement things, and like that would be too deadly." I mean, so it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. So I, I think it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. What are you gonna do a fucking ah fucking elbow and all of a sudden the guy's power? I mean, listen, it, it, you could do everything else. You could fucking elbow a guy's face this way, just not this way. I don't know. At the end of the day, yeah, John Jones should be undefeated. Uh, yeah. Hey, listen, I don't know if you guys are movie guys, but let me just throw this out there because I think you are. If you're a movie guy, no, you like I love movies. movies, man. So I was away. I brought, you know, I was shooting that thing over the weekend and we stay at the Red Rock, you know. 
I love the Red Rock. The same place I tackled that drunk that time. That was yeah. Oh yes. It's, it's funny. I saw the waiter that was there, and I I had the mask on. I'm sitting, I'm waving to him, and he, he looked at me. And he's like, oh, I go. He's pointing to where it happened. I go, ah, no trouble tonight. Everybody, it's like everybody remembers there. But anyway, so there's a movie theater there. So me and my wife one night were like, you know what? Let's go see a movie. We like movies, and I'm like, we've seen everything. I go, what is this? I never even heard of this. Uh, the protege. And it's with, and you probably never heard of it either. And it's with, but I saw Sam Jackson in it. Yep. And then I saw Michael Keaton in it. I go, and then the girl, I think was Maggie Q. And she was fucking phenomenal in this. This fucking movie. You know what I like? I like when there's anticipation for a movie. Like anytime there's a new Star Wars, obviously. And I like when I'm surprised. The one time I was surprised in a movie the last time, big one I was surprised at, which I loved, was The Big Lebowski. I remember seeing that between classes in Manhattan of teaching. and, and I, I You loved it. Board, not knowing what that was and ending up being like, holy fuck, what a gem. And now everybody knows. This fucking movie, The Protégé, which it's about um, an assassin, like a girl assassin, which normally could be a hit or a miss if you believe it or not. This was so fucking great. You guys got to see this movie, Jimmy. Sam Jackson, I, I'm telling you now, this girl was phenomenal. She looked like a supermodel, like a some kind of Asian supermodel. She was, but she was a well. It was. Listen, I'm not going to spoil it. But Sam Jackson is in Vietnam, takes this young girl under his wing, who, uh, and, and ends up making her an assassin. Uh, and that's what, I know it sounds. Uh, Jimmy, stop it. I love Samuel Jimmy, Jackson, no, I, but no, that doesn't. I know there's no. Snakes on this plane. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't like that either. I don't like that either. No. I don't like that. How about Michael Keaton being fucking great in this movie? And I'm not, I don't want to give anything away. There's a lot of, you're watching this movie. Who does he play? Like the, the older assassin? Have you seen the movie? He, no. no. Like, you're going to make mad no. give, give the movie away. Eve, Eve. You know what Jimmy likes to do? And even though he's a guy that you think he spreads joy because he's a little happy little comedian, he's a little negative Millie sometimes. When I get happy and excited, look at him, look at him shitting all over my parade. This is no. a great movie. It's a great it, ass. Yes, he might play an assassin, or maybe he doesn't. That's not the point. He was, he was excellent in the Jimmy, this is a this movie is such a good people are gonna be writing in going, hey. Holy fuck, I thought I was the only one. I seen this. What a good movie. I never even heard about it. And I, they train the girl. Like, did Samuel Jackson help train her to be an assassin? Jimmy. What? Eve, I want you to watch this movie. And I want, <laughs> I want you to message me when you did. Okay. I'm telling you, you're not, I can't, I'm not saying you're wrong. I love it. Me and my wife, I go, is it just me? Or was this a, she goes, that was a great movie. I go, Mrs. Sarah, you're right. Now let's we're in Vegas. Let's get back up to the room and get freaky. But I shouldn't have I should have left that out. Yeah, you should have. I, I, I was kind of I kind of got too much in, into our conversation. But anyway, now it's a great movie. Eve, we have our, our next guest is in the waiting what? room. So before we um I, I guess we have to wrap up. Um, even though I'm loving talking to you. Um, what are you promoting? I know you're on uh, you're calling fights for Invicta. What else are you doing? Because I know you're busy. I'm Really, that's my primary thing right now. I'm in a in a big transition. I'm moving my family across the country, and 
right now we are trying to decide between one of two places. But um, Colin fights for Invicta and coaching, still training, um, and acting. Um, I really enjoy acting, man. It's it's like it's like the the almost like the joy of fighting, like when you get your hand raised without the bruises. You know what I mean? But it's very different because you don't get the you don't get the the payback. You don't get the payout until you know months later. You know what I mean? So um, it's it's a weird feeling, but but it, it's like you run the scene, you do the scene a few times, and there are those moments when, like Matt, like when you hit when you hit a perfect technique, whether it be in a fight or in the gym, when you when 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 you don't even have to think about it, you know, like the, the sequence just comes to you. Um, that's what it feels like. It's like when you when you have, have, a, have a really good scene and you're like, man, I felt that. You feel like somebody else for a second. You know, you feel like a superhero. So I really enjoy that, man. I want to get into doing more of that. I've done some stunt work over the past few years and slightly started leaning into acting. And, um, and I didn't didn't think that I could do that. Um, but like I've, I've gotten some compliments from some people, um, Halle Berry being one of them. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it wasn't she wasn't just tooting my horn and telling me that I was good for for no reason. But I don't know if she'd do that. I'm sure she was true. Listen, really, before we let you go, not about fighting, but on your purely your acting skills, you or Mr. Dean Thomas, go, oh. go. Be like, hey, listen, don't be humble. Don't be humble. I'm better than Dean. I'm better than Dean at everything. Everything. What? Everything. Are you, hey, I'm just a younger, newer version. Always. Eve, do you ever watch mine and Dean Thomas's friendship? I do. I, I get I get jealous though, Matt. Man, I get I get so jealous, bro. I'm like I'm like that should be me. No, no. I should be. I should be. We should be the three musketeers. It should be. It we, should like, be. You could be it, the cream in the Oreo, dog. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, an even Dean Thomas sandwich. Listen to me, buddy. Come on soon again and, and, and host with us or something. Yeah, don't wait four years. The last time was February of 2017. So, you know, please don't wait that long. I know. And you weren't even there, man. I'm happy to be, be here with you today, Jim. So let's do this again. And I'll be I'll be the chocolate in your, in your, in your vanilla sandwich this, for this one. <laughs> and the last, the last time, me and you, we went to uh, Penn Station and we had some pizza, if I remember yep. correctly. And you and I, I learned something about pizza Tell me. Uh, that day. It was about, about it was about pizza and, and and sex. So that was that was good. We did have a nice conversation. Everybody knows I get like my conversations like my ADD. We talk yeah. about this and that, how much oregano, and then we go and we talk about whatever freaky shit. Hey Eve, my buddy, listen. Twenty years ago, we danced, bro, and we became friends. After that. And we'll be friends for another 20 years. Well, I love you, Matt, man. It's always fun talking to you. So let's do this again sometime. All right. Good seeing you. Thanks for coming on. You too, Jim. Have fun, brother. All right. Thanks you take for not care. following up that uppercut. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. Jim, wreck him, man. Do something. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Matt Lindland. Matt, Sarah. What's How up? are you, my friend? My old coach, Matt Lindland, up down there. Do you know Jimmy Norton? Have you guys met? I don't think we've met, no. No, I don't think so, brother. Hi, Matt. Hey, Jimmy. For all the listeners out there, because we have I, we have a few, I'm sure. You got to throw Matt Lindland's name in UFC Fight Pass, because I this is what I feel weird about, Jimmy. I told you this, I told you this before. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. Matt. The guys who I came up with, who I fought on. I can't tell you how many cards I fought on with Matt. I'm sure it's definitely a, a handful. Myself and Matt Lindland were fighting on that same cards. Same cards a lot coming up. I want people to know him. They don't know that he's suplexing everybody all over the place, shutting down jujitsu guys before it was cool. <laughs> you know what I mean, Matt? Yeah, brother. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. How, you know, you know, we're going to have our camp out in uh, Hoboken. What, what camp is this? A wrestling camp? Yeah, we're we're uh, taking the team to the Oslo World Championships, <clears throat> so we'll be in uh, New York City on the twenty second. We're going to train in Hoboken from twenty three through the thirtieth. Wild man! Now, what exactly are you coaching? Let's tell everybody. Well, I coach the uh, the U.S. national team, which is our athletes that compete in the World Championships, the Olympic Games. And uh, I manage, you know, multiple age developments because we're, you know, we got U15, U17, U20, and then our senior athletes. And most of our, you know, our senior athletes come out of those developmental age groups. Now, by the time they get to you, are, are, has other people determined, yeah, they're good enough to probably go to the Olympics? Or is that something you make a final determination on? Well, they, they compete, Jimmy. They, they got to they gotta win those, those uh, tournaments to get the opportunity. Unlike every other country in the world, we, we have what is called the Ted Stevens Act. It's a congressional act that says you have to have a, a defined procedure for your athletes to qualify for the, the World Championships, Olympic Games, Pan Am Games. Pan Am Championship, so it's a it's a hierarchical athletic architecture that that determines how how your athletes get there. You know, I think you know there was some times in in the sport where it was like we didn't have that in, in UFC and the MMA world. It was like, yeah, that guy, we want him to be our champion, so we're gonna we're gonna line him up with the, some easy fights and get him the title instead of saying, you know, if you beat this guy, you beat this guy. Next, you'll be fighting for the title. There, there wasn't that. We, we definitely have that in wrestling. The U.S. started using professional basketball players at one point, um, and I understand because the whole other world was using it. What, what do you think of the U.S. using professionals, or would you prefer they just kept it purely amateur? No, you want the best guys and in, in the best competitions. I mean, yeah, it, it kind of hurts my soul a little bit when when they talk about wrestling as amateur. This is amateur wrestling, and I think it's only because. The pro wrestling is the 
kind of carved out their niche of we're pro and we all know that it's it's a show, but somehow they're the pros <laughs> and the guys that are winning Olympic medals are amateurs. Right. I, I don't think they're ever going to be able to change that because of the moneymaker that the pro it's always been. It sounds so strange. That is strange because when somebody goes, oh, he's an amateur wrestler, it sounds it sounds like it's lesser. Meanwhile, these are the real badasses. Yeah. And these are the, I don't want to say the CM Punk type guys, but the guys, the that are, you know, they're, they're just actors, you know? So it's crazy. Bodybuilders and some wrestlers like Brock Lesnar or something, but far, like, you know, not many. It's, it's weird. Gable Stevens just signed WWE. Uh, oh, oh, I thought he was, was he going to go MMA route or no? Uh, you know, I think that kid's got a lot of options, but uh, he definitely signed with the WWE. And from what I hear, I'm not, you know, I don't talk to Gable on a regular basis because I, I focus on coaching the Greco athletes and there's two disciplines, Greco and freestyle. But I, I'd heard he was going to continue wrestling at the University of uh, Minnesota. And uh, he also signed at the same time wwe contract now the greco just for the for the for the people listening the greco roman which is what you teach is all the upper body takedowns and the freestyle is more for the people that don't know wrestling most of them do but just to give a quick little difference there yeah but most most people know wrestling but they think uh they think rockers they think big 10 they think iowa penn state yeah you know, and that that's that's the college system and those guys truly are amateurs you know, they're, they're working their way up the ranks, and and that's not one of the two Olympic styles. The the hard part in the U.S. is that Greco-Roman is such a European discipline of wrestling. It's all upper body attacks, like you said. You lock the body, you throw, you don't grab anything below the legs. You know, so Greco-Roman in, in, you know, in the United States is kind of the, the third style. It's like when you think of wrestling, you think, oh, what they do in high school, what they do in college. And that looks a lot like freestyle. There's some, you know, tactically and strategically differences and the the points come in different ways, but you don't think a guy's just, you know, digging underhooks and throwing dudes in suplexes. Greco, now you said they don't go in for anything below the legs. That, the rules don't allow it, or that's just what the style has kind of become? Correct. The rules do not allow attacks below the waist. It's I mean, they don't have – it is true that they have – like in rest, it's freestyle in all middle school, high school. What do, you, what do you think that is? I just think Americans do shit different. You know, I mean, we, we call the NFL guys the world champs and the, and the Major League Baseball. We won the world title. Well, shoot, you got Canada. You know, you got the Blue Jays or <laughs> yeah. not the world champs necessarily. It's but, I you know, we make up these titles. And that's what I was talking about with the UFC. It's like, yeah, the guy's good. Is he the best? I don't know because there's no architecture to say, you know, here's some some rankings and if we beat these guys because everybody has their own contracts, man. Yeah. Are you still doing the contract work too? I know you were doing the uh, – are you doing full-time coaching? I remember no, you were doing I'm, – I'm full-time, moved to Colorado, um, living here in Colorado Springs where our headquarters are, Olympic City, USA, in Colorado Springs, but – you know, unfortunately, since this COVID hit, we've been uh, we've been locked out of our training center. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> oh shit! I don't want to get into it. Man. I got it's you. We're not starting militia on this show. I got you. It's all political, brother. <laughs> I know, dude. It's, it's 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 strange times, isn't it? Hey, you. Hey, listen. It's not far different what I do. 
besides talking with my little buddy here, you know, I got my jujitsu school and I lost one of them due to that. So I, I get you, bro. I'm a grappler also, a different discipline, but it, you know, we're close quarters. Now, I've been to I've been to your school. I've been. To, is that the the main one that's still open, or you open some other ones? I no. I think you've been to the Levittown school. I'm not sure if you've been to my Huntington school. The Levittown school is no longer there, but the was that I, the I, original one? I you know what I I had two, and then I upgraded both of them. So okay. the, the, I'm not sure which one you were at, but I'm pretty it's, sure. been, it's been a few years. Well, I was just three weeks ago out in the city and at Henzo's gym. Yes. And uh, I don't know if you, you saw that, but Henzo ended up giving me a black belt. Oh, shit. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm glad I wore this tank top today. Everybody's bringing my master Henzo up. Congratulations, bro. I did see that. Thank you. Now, that's great. That, and listen, doesn't every, every, how could you not love Henzo, right, Matt? Absolutely, man. And if if, if Henzo's offering to, you know, hey, Matt, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give you a black belt. But, you know, hey, I never put a gi on until I retired from MMA. Oh, you put it on since, though. I train four days a week, dude. I how, do you like, how do you like the game? It's it's a fun game, man. It's 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 a different sport. It's not the same sport. Well, it's fun to strangle somebody with a jacket, no? It is my absolute joy to strangle somebody with a jacket. And oh man, you were, <laughs> and with the control that you, listen, you were shutting guys down early. My UFC debut versus Shoney Carter, which I talked about earlier, my very good friend. Henzo Gracie Blackbelt at Carl Almeida had his debut fresh off his win in Japan in Pride, and he fought Matt. He ended up getting disqualified because Matt was shutting him down on the floor, frustrating Ricardo, who's the nicest. The only guy maybe nicer than Henzo is Ricardo, and Ricardo ends up kicking Matt in the face on the floor. He ended up getting disqualified because Matt had a way of suffocating the jiu-jitsu guys with his forward pressure, where guys who normally get triangled and arm-locked he would just get out and just beat him up. And yeah, you were a torture for the jiu-jitsu guys, Maddie. You know, it's, it's kind of the same body position that we have in Greco-Roman wrestling. Head up, hips in, butt down, pressure. That like, not that leaning pressure, that, that upright, hips in, butt down, low, just kind of creating that pressure, low attacks. It's more of a tree-type base than of a table, where you take yeah. away a leg of a table, it falls or in this case, gets arm-locked or triangled. But you had that forward hips heavy, fighting their legs, coming down. Because it's not like you did it to one jiu-jitsu guy. Fabio, Fabio Leopoldo and another. I, just, I know Yeah, in uh, Gracie Challenge, yeah. Ooh, that guy's a tough dude, man. And you, So it's it's wild, man. So I'm happy that you got your black belt from hands on. I'm really happy. I, I, you know, I've definitely, you know, put put my time in. I, You know, I've been I've – been, just rolling with a friggin' belt, you know, for years. Then finally somebody was like, here's a brown belt, dude. Like, and so for the last 12 years, I've been rolling with a brown belt. And and I'm out in Atlanta. I'm rolling with a couple of Henzo's. Uh, one was a brown belt. The other guy was a black belt. And uh, they're like, you know, when I get back to New York, I'm going to call Henzo up. I think <laughs> you need to come out here. <laughs> yeah. That's a, man. At least you know it wasn't handed to you. That's the worst. I mean, you got no, Yeah, it. brother. You know, I... But I, you know, I think I've done a, a lot with the no gi and played with that. I competed in Abu Dhabi, but put on the gi now. Now I don't even want to roll with no gi. You know, I'm just like slows the game down. I'm 51 years old, brother. I'm 47, bro. I'm with you, dude. I'll do some no gi. I do, but it's a different animal. It is a different animal. I mean, with the gi, it takes away a majority of those leg locks. It really does. Like those guys that are killing with the leg locks, you put the gi on. 
it just takes it away. It just doesn't. Why does it take it away? The grips, the friction, and and they can't get the same leverage and, and maneuver you the same way when you can make these grips with the gi. It just is what it is. There's a reason why these guys that are killing with the legs don't jump into a thing with the with the gi on. And, can't, and I'm not shitting on them because they're fucking. It, it, that's almost not a different sport because I have the same objective. I think it is. I think it's like Greco and freestyle. There's there's just different tactics, different strategies. Things that don't work in Greco work in freestyle. Things that don't work in freestyle will work in Greco. And it's and it, it, it's like like you say, it's not a different sport, but it's a different discipline for sure. With the gi, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, some guys, you could have the same kind of game plan. Like mine is always pretty much to improve my position and submit from either submit or like if I'm not if I'm in the guard, I'm looking usually I'm not fighting from I'm passing side control. I'm either submitting or improving my position. Just like I do with the gi on, the gi gives you more options, like as far as with strangles and whatnot, more ways to manipulate the balance. That's why I think it's a great training tool because you can't manipulate the balance the same way without these handles. So you get that even more solid like posture. You know what I mean? So, I totally know what you mean. And, you know, I was a big underhook guy. I like to use yeah. my underhooks, pinning guys on the mat. I like to use it, how you know, half guard coming up with underhooks on my feet. So now I take that lapel and shove it up under his back. And it's like a, it's like an underhook with more leverage. Yeah. Nah, hey, listen, it's fun. It is fun. And I keep trying to talk my little friend into doing it. And he will. Then I'm going to be out in freaking Hoboken 23 through 30. I'm going to bring my gi. You got my number. I'm in Long Island, buddy. You can come down. It'd be crazy. I do have you. know. I just stayed two weeks ago. I stayed out in Long Island City. You know where that is? Yeah, that's not too far. That's a good... That's a good 30 minutes from me. Is it about 30 minutes? Okay. Is Hoboken closer? I don't know my... No, no, that's no Hoboken is far from Long Island. And, and, and hours of traffic. It's two hours? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of traffic. I mean... Uh, I, but I, was it, gonna, I was in Long Island City. I was going to go see Rico uh, out in... Uh, uh, he was out in Jersey. Yeah. And, he, he trains with my friend Alan Teo, who's a Henzo Gracie black belt. And I was like, dude, it looks like it's two hours. Like on the map, it looks like it's like I could walk there. I know. <laughs> yeah, people hit me up. They're like, "Yo, I'll be in New York. I'll be in Albany." I go, "Hey, dude, I just fucking, yeah. fucking five hours or whatever it is." Yeah. Well, upstate's a whole nother game. I, at least I'm in the metro area. Well, listen, you're always welcome to to, to visit me, my friend. You know, and I'm, I'm having congrats on that black belt. Yeah. And have you been coaching? Have you always been a coach, Matt? Oh no. Yeah, no. I I started coaching in 1996 uh, the University of Nebraska. Um, I was one of the assistant coaches there for the the Huskers, and and while during my time there, I coached the first four time NCAA that Nebraska ever had. I coached a few, you know, multiple Americans and a couple NCAA champions, and a couple of those guys ended up making Olympic teams and winning world medals in Greco. Oh shit, man! And and I always coached. I always coached. I mean, Chris Lee and Ed Herman. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on. Jail Son, and I mean. I've always coached. Any any MMA guys now, or are you strictly just messing? I am. I'm full time. This this job is more than forty hours a week, brother. I believe it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty full time with a lot of travel. I mean, we're you know, I I leave I leave Jersey. I go I go to Oslo. I get back from Oslo. I head over to Serbia. <laughs> you know, I get back from Serbia. I got to go to Cali, Colombia before the end of the year. I mean, we're we're all over the world competing internationally in wrestling. What'd you think of uh, Mark Madsen? Did you see his fight, his Clay Guida fight? 
I I did not. I just I just watched the the finals yesterday with Clay Guida in the stands. We sat next to each other yesterday, oh, and I, I asked him about that. And I, I followed the results. I did not see it. I, I like I said, I'm traveling. I'm on the road, and uh, I haven't had a TV since 2007. It's another story, but I canceled it because they it was like versus or some little channel. I had I had WEC, and I wanted to go home and. I left the gym early to go home and watch a fight. And they're like, oh, you don't have that channel. I'm like, well, just hook it up. And they're like, well, you need to buy this big package. And it's only an extra hundred bucks. I'm like, I don't want a hundred bucks. I watch fights. That's it. <laughs> I don't watch your other stuff. They're like, well, you got to buy the whole package. I'm like, ah, cancel it. We're done. So I haven't had TV, but. Wow. You canceled the TV 14 years ago and 15 years ago and just, and stuck with it. Yeah. I got YouTube. Good for you. Yep. So what about Netflix? You're not into that? <laughs> you don't watch anything. You know, you know, I, I mean, they, they brought uh, Susan Rice. They brought freaking Obama's on their board. They got all these like creepy, like half child proms freaking videos. And you do, you got to freaking do a little research, man. They're, they're creepy. I know. The, you mean the movie that they got in trouble for the, uh, I forget what it was called. It was about like kids twerking. Cuties. Cuties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 11, 12-year-olds. That's Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, that's Netflix. Oh, hey, they didn't make it, but they showed it. Whoever made that, I told you about this. with the Who was the cult leader, the Waco guy? David Koresh. They made that. Whoever did that, whoever was the director who made that, whoever made that movie, that guy, uh, it, whoever, whatever the piece of shit made that, they made that guy to be the hero. And at one point in that movie, they go, and if you, they, they, listen, they left this scene in the movie. The guy's talking, the radio guy, and he goes, well, and if you have a problem with David Koresh being with an underage, a 14-year-old, whatever it was, then you don't have a problem with David Koresh. You have a problem with uh, Texas law. Uh, the state of Texas, the, yeah. The, the state, it's like, wait a minute. Why is that put in there? Are, no, you, trying to make, are, are you making a case for this guy to be with a, a kid? Yes, yes kid? they are. See that, Matty? Propaganda, I, it's, it's psyops to... I could normalize this crap. That, that, yeah, that's what I'm, but, but you know, there's people like us, there's too many people out there. Like when I see that, I'm like, and they're making this guy out to, I, making this guy out to be a rock star or some kind of fucking Robin Hood or some shit. And I'm like, well, I don't know the politics of what, what down there, but if you're trying to justify this guy being with a, a fucking young teenage girl or something, I, if you're already fucking dead wrong and, you're, and, and you should be fucking hung. I don't know. I get nuts with that. It was also a way to make the FBI look shitty too. They, they, I think they wanted to blame the FBI. They, they wanted to make the cops look like idiots too. Yeah, that one line that was in there was. It, yeah, it, I remember it, that line too. Yeah, you're right. I, that stuck out to me. It's yeah, like, it was weird. I, that didn't just get. That's deliberately put in this movie. So that's disgusting. Yeah, I got so you. That's, so that's pretty much why I kind of like. I read. I freaking. Well, I watch YouTube. You know, like there's there's a lot of great content creators out there that put out, you know, informational, entertaining, you know, and, and everybody has their own agendas. But I mean, I think when you're part of this whole industrial media complex thing where it's like it's total psyops on your brain, man. I'm with you, bro. Yeah. If you, it, it's, it's hard to sometimes unplug from it too. Like I, I avoid, I'm on social media. I don't use it much anymore just because I don't like it. I don't, I don't find it, you know, threatening. I just, I think it's boring and it's the same shit and everybody's yelling at each other and it just sucks. I don't want to use it cause I don't want to get fired. I think anything you say can yeah. and will be used against you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
you know, 12 years ago, he said this. And it's like, you took that out of context. And, yeah. you know, I'm with you, man. It's cra- crazy times, bro. But I'm happy to see you doing well. That's yeah. what I'm happy about. Doing, I'm doing great, brother. I'm doing, I mean, Colorado's not a bad place to live. You know, I mean, Portland was getting a little crazy out of control. Oh, shit. Sure was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Right, hey, dude. I'm, I'm they're shooting conservatives in the middle of the streets downtown Portland. Dude walks up and freaking blasts the guy in the chest. Two bullets in the chest. Yeah, that guy was. Uh, there's a story about him. I went today or yesterday. Um, the guy who got shot uh, in Portland. I think. I think that was what the story was about. Yeah, that, that guy. Well, their shootings are up over five hundred percent in that city right now. Yeah, that's yeah. what happens when you defund the police. It yeah. hurts the most vulnerable communities. I'll tell you, dude, I am pro-police. And I'm pro-Matt Linlin. <laughs> yeah, Matt Linlin. Hey, have you been to Cali yet? Have you have you, been, have you spent time in Columbia? Um, yeah, I wrestled my uh, Olympic qualifier in Cali, Columbia. That was uh, – I'll share a little story. So, Filberto uh, Esqui was, uh, was the Olympic champion in my weight class. And uh, we went up to uh, Canada and wrestled in the Pan Am Games. And uh, I beat I beat the man. He moves down a weight class and ends up winning another gold that year at, at the weight class below me. Well, his second stringer in Cuba, the country is like the the, the size of Long Island. <laughs> Literally, dude, I think you guys might have more people in Long Island than they have on the whole island of, of Cuba. And their backup guy is just a world champion, uh, Nestor Almanza. So I got to go down to Cali, Colombia, and uh, make weight, compete, and beat a world champion just to qualify the weight class so the United States could send a, a representative to the Sydney Games. And so I uh, went down there and done that, did that and uh, qualified the weight class. And then all that crap happened from my trials where they tried to deny me due process to make the team. And, and that's ended up how I got the name, the law, because – Ultimately, my case went all the way to the United States Supreme Court. But uh, really, it it was about it was about denying due process. Well, can you uh, I don't know. I don't know the details of that. Can you can you give us a synopsis of what happened? A a little more synopsis. Yeah. I mean, basically, you know, when when we go to compete, I competed against an athlete that I'd I'd beaten 13 times prior to that match. 13. 13. Okay. And uh, the match was misjudged. And I, you know, and I said, well, I need, I need this to go to a review. And they said, it was, uh, it's a judgment call. And I said, it, you misapplied the rules. And if it was judgment, they, I guess they did, they felt they didn't need to review the film. I said, I, I don't care what it is, judgment, misapplication. I claim it's misapplication. You didn't apply the rules that are that are set forth in that process we were talking about earlier. The Ted Stevens Act. I used the Ted Stevens Act, which is a congressional act, and uh, and they said no, we're not going to we're not going to review that. I said, well, if you don't do that, you're denying me due process. And so they they deny me due process. Then the next step was go to the the uh, Greco Roman Sport Committee and have a have a, a committee of your peers make a decision. Well, they started pulling committee members off because they may have had bias. Well, there's nothing in the procedures that says you can pull committee members off for any reason. That's why you have a committee is because one person has bias. You get a group of people right. 
you you create a committee and you'd make those decisions. So I was denied due process again. Then it went to uh, arbitration. You ever heard of arbitration? Oh, yeah. Yep. Arbitration is what? Final and binding. Arbitration one is what, you know, first of all, it's both parties agree. And once you get the 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 order from the from the judge or whoever it is, a retired attorney, the arbitrator, it's final and binding. Well, they re-arbitrated the case because they didn't get the one they wanted. So they re-arbitrated this case, created a whole freaking mess, a shit show. Um, the, so the, ultimately, I ended up appealing to the United States Supreme Court. And, but I already had a ruling on my side from the Ninth Circuit. And, uh, and I ended up going to Sydney. And, and I'm, I'm at the games. I walk in the opening ceremonies, and they're trying to, to file with International Court of Arbitration for Sport. And the, this federal judge is like, you beat me, dudes. Yes. But if you plan on coming back to the United States, no, I will have air marshals waiting when you get off that plane to arrest you. <laughs> so ultimately, I ended up competing in the games. Wow. How frustrating, right? How enraging to have to deal with it. Oh, yeah. Well, you're trying to focus on competition and you're, you're having to deal with all this legal battles. Yeah. How long was this process? It was a very quick process from May till September. Oh, that's very quick. Okay. I guess when they had to move it along because you had a, a, a deadline. A deadline, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, really interesting, Matt. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. Matt, listen, when you're, I guess, Hoboken, do the, uh, check the, uh, the ways when you get here. Throw it in the old GPS. If it's not too far, we'll get some work in. Well, I, w- I definitely get some work in. My team leaders uh josh weintraub he's a black belt at henzo's so he and he, he's decided to to help out our program and just kind of financially support our guys and do some do some stuff to help us get more competition more more training the things we need to to raise our guys's program up to where we can be the best in the world so uh i'll bring josh we'll come out man definitely i'm a man shoot me a text i'm out you know you have my number so I do, brother. I do. Awesome. Well, it was great catching up to you. Yeah, nice meeting you, man. And my pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. All right, take care, Matt. We'll talk to you again. Uh, Jimmy, I'm going to see you in a couple of days. Yes, and if you want to, uh, I've been on the road again. I have Buffalo coming up in two weeks. I have New York City, I have Philadelphia, and I have Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so if you want to see me, go to jimnorton.com and get tickets. Uh, the shows have been really, really great. So, uh, yeah, man, I'll see you in a couple of days. And if you want to get a cameo from Matt Serra, which who doesn't, where can you get one? On Cameo. You got on the it. Matt Serra. And also, if you want a cameo with the Jimmy Norton, or you go on the Jim Norton, don't you? Yeah, I do. Or Doug Bell, or who was, who's the other guy? Oh, there's Craig Schinkel. There's uh, Chip Chipperson. Who's Craig Schinkel? That's a lot. It's another one. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, wait. We're not gonna you won't like him. Is he a new guy? No, he's been around for a little while. I never heard of Craig. Is he, what, what's his? What's, just give me a quick a quick uh, thing about his synopsis. I don't know. About his fucking uh, personality. What is it? Uh, he's kind of a, a drone. His, his nose and throat are always clogged. So he has a really annoying voice. What does he look like? Does he look like Doug Bell or different? Oh, he looks a lot different than Doug Bell. Yeah, I'm I'm com- I'm confident uh that you wouldn't uh you wouldn't like Craig Schinkel. 
I'm going to, you got to send me a link or something. I'm going to put them into YouTube. Maybe I'll find a, a bit with Craig. Schiff. Let me just see if I can send you a photo. Send me a photo. Of I want a live reaction to the photo. What's that? I want a live reaction. I want to see what his face looks like. Oh, hold on. Jimmy, you'll yes, do, sir. we'll talk more about the other fights the other day that I missed. But um, yes, we will talk about those because there were some really good fights. And uh, I, I mean, I was happy to. Uh, they were, they were, their fights were great, obviously. We have to go over all of them. I want to see the picture of this. But listen, the protege. I want everybody to see the protege with I think it's Maggie Q, Sam Jackson, Michael Keaton, who's the best since he's been. Since I love Michael Keaton. He is damn good. He's great in this. Oh, you like I'm, Jimmy? You would like this movie. I'm telling you, you don't fucking believe me because I like comedy. I do, man. I trust your judgment. I get adult movies sometimes. Jimmy, Jimmy, really quick. I'm not going to talk about it now. I sent it to you and Antonio. I meant to send it to you. Oh, I sent it to Antonio. Sorry, hold on. Jimmy, when I did that thing, The Year of the Fighter. Yeah. Really quick. I'm going to tell you something, but it's, it's, it's kind of, it might be embarrassing, but I don't really get embarrassed, but it was pretty bad. Okay, I sent you the picture. What? I'm not going to look at it yet because it's going to bring me out of what I'm going to say. I want to look at it in a second. Though. Okay. So, Jimmy, uh, you know what this thing is, and they did it for Jorge Masvidal. They did it for Joanna Jacek. And so, you know, Michael Bisping, they hit you at the apex center in the middle of the octagon. And on the big, like, fucking huge screens, they tell you, look to the right for this clip and that. And they go over a year of your life. And it's one I was on the Ultimate Fighter. Right. For George St. Pierre for the title. I'm not going to get into it now, but, dude, at one point, I didn't expect this, Jimmy. They put up a clip of my, my sparring and stuff of me training for the title. And it was my friend that passed away with James Gabriel. Oh. So, Matt, Jimmy, you know I'm emotional. Very, yes. But you weren't expecting that. How do you think that went, Jimmy? Jimmy, I, I, Jimmy, Jimmy. It, first of all, why the fuck are you smiling? Why are you smiling? Because it, it's, a, it's a nice it, quality. It's a nice quality you have. I, I like that about you. There's no crying in the octagon, Jimmy. No. Well, not, but, you, but when you're sitting there, it's okay. Jimmy, it, and a picture this, they got the close up on your face and because you have to look at the camera. So they see me looking at the thing and I see my buddy and I look down, I go, all right, don't, and I feel like the rock in that second Jumanji movie when he's like trying not to cry. He's like, don't cry. Don't cry. Yeah. And then I look up and I see him, my buddy, James Gabert and dude, Niagara Falls. Yeah. I had to get up and there's no way to go. No. So picture your little bald, stocky friend in the corner by one of the posts, like, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, it was Jimmy. Yeah. You would have wanted to give me a hug. It was pathetic. I'm sure I would have. Yeah. It was kind of pathetic. No, it's all right. Because really, then my wife was watching with the, um, thank goodness she was there. Because she was watching off with like the, the, the girl, uh, jo um, Joyce or Jody. What sweet. What a nice girl. And this guy, Nick. I like Nick. Nick's a, a Star Wars fan. He had like a, a tattoo of the Mandalorian. That guy's got a hangout pass. I like him a lot. I liked everybody. But I don't think they knew what the fuck was going on, Jimmy. Right. We were watching the training footage, and all of a sudden, I'm starting to fucking... And I was already a little emotional because I was talking about stuff with me and my wife leading up to it. Yeah. And stuff. So I was already kind of like a little emotional. But then I saw my friend who died, and it was, Jimmy, it was fucking awful. So my wife told them, oh, no. She goes, oh, no, that's his friend who passed away. And so then they, I guess, were in the mic telling people what happened because all you know is the little bald man's in the corner in the octagon. Right. And it was fucking Jimmy. Don't smile at it, Jimmy. Why? I'm, I'm smiling at your story. It's okay. It happens. 
It happens. No, I get it, the same. Yeah, when? When does it happen? You think about it, uh, it didn't happen with Bisping. No. It didn't happen with Masvidal. No. It happened with this guy. So listen, I told him, look, I go, use whatever you want with that, because that was my plan. Yeah, they should use it. Why not? It's human. It, it, no, it is pressing, Jimmy. No, it's okay. It yeah. is. But listen, so we got I'll that. tell you what makes me cry like that. When I think that I'm 53 years old and I just sent you the picture I sent you. That's what oh, makes me, me cry. Look. Let me look. That's what I do. Oh, click to download. I got to download it. Click yeah, it's okay. It's just a screenshot. That makes me cry. When I realize that's what my life has I become. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, 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 Jesus. Jesus. Jimmy, I don't like I don't like that at all. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. Oh, Jimmy, what was that? Like a like a little misfit, like carrot top, like little what is with the hair? What is that? You, you don't like Craig? No, I don't want nothing to do with that. I you you'll see me hanging out with fucking chip chippers in before I hang out with that guy. I don't even want to pretend you know that person. Oh wow, yeah. It's not no, not a very Jimmy, flattering Jimmy, photo. Jimmy. Yeah. Some things you can't unsee. I understand. Holy shit, man. All right. Now talk about me crying in front of the fucking 30 people. Then watch that again. I don't want to talk about either. Jimmy. Yes, sir. I love you, buddy. I love you. I'll see you on Wednesday. Fuck. I'll see you in a couple days. All right, pal. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.